Okay, anyways, we're, welcome to Basket of Cats. We're welcome. here. It's episode 13. Aren't you excited? This, yeah. It's really exciting. I know how much you're excited for it. I'm so, incredibly excited. I did want to bring up the fact that it's been raining in forever in LA. It's since I moved here, basically. Yeah, it's been raining for four days, which is basically since you came here. I know, to your yeah. apartment. I've been yeah. here for four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you, are you a person who's affected by the weather? Because I, as someone who is affected by all things... Um, I, the weather will really get me. I'm like, oh, you know what? I would love to go to dinner, but if I step in a puddle, it's done for y'all. No, this friendship. I mean, this has been commented on to oblivion, but it, it actually is true. Like, the level to which people, obviously you're not from here, but the level to which people who are from here, from warmer climates, will, like, use the weather as a way to do nothing is wild to me. Oh yeah. But I would do it, even if I was in Tennessee, I would still be doing it. I'd be like, oh my God, the tornado sirens, I can't, I can't go out. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm not saying this is good because it was incredibly unsafe, but I have so many memories as a kid in Massachusetts, like going out in deep snow, having to drive like 20 miles an hour on the highway because of how deep the snow is to go to like Cadoba. Like, mm -hmm. there's no, I don't know why we were doing it, but it just did kind of like get in my head like, oh, the weather doesn't really matter. You can just kind of go out. One time when I was a sophomore or something in high school, mm -hmm. I drove through a truly a blizzard. It was like the, it was like one of the biggest snows we ever had in Tennessee. I drove all the way to Walmart after school to pick up the Britney Spears Circus album. Oh, yeah. And I risked the life of all my friends in the car to get that album. Yeah. Because for me, to drive to Walmart, we had to go a far, far, far away. We're driving by other cars that have skidded off the road. They're wrecked. And I'm just, like, on a mission. Have I? Oh, first of all, how funny would it be if you all got in a car accident and you die and you go to heaven you're at the pearly gates and God's looking at your resume. He's like, all right, already not looking good for you. I would say, God, there's only two kinds of people in the world. Right. The ones that entertain and the ones that observe. Right. And right. he'd be like, you know what? You get a second chance. All right. He'd be We're like, putting you back on earth as Madonna. He'd be like, all right, bitch. Yeah. Like he'd be like, that. work, sis. And then he'd be like, all right, but what did you, what did you die doing? Something important? I said, Something... I died living. Right, right, right. And then he'd be like, how about you rise again? <laughs> uh, I, did I tell the story on this podcast, maybe I did, of the the most pathetic moment of my life driving to Vermont to see an ex-girlfriend? No, but I would love to hear about oh, man. your so, moment. It's I know exactly when it is. I'm 18. It's senior year of high school going into college where you're visiting colleges, right? Yeah, and. My ex-girlfriend at the time was going to, like, so, some school in Vermont, and uh, and I just wanted an excuse to see her, because I was just completely, like, not date, like not seeing anyone. I went from, like, having all these friends, and all my friends at the time, when I was a junior, were seniors, and then they all graduated, and I was just left with a complete void, not dating, not doing anything, feeling like a complete loser, so I was like, all right, well, let's rekindle things with the ex who lives in Vermont four hours. Vermont's a bougie place to go to school, too. Yeah, well, right? U UVM is very, like, granola hippie crunchy, but yeah, it's, there's bougie aspects to it, too. It's, like, kind of kind of rich, liberal people. Like, yeah, uh, like, it, don't, like, sheep teach the classes and, like, bow ties. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, like, it's, like, it's like you work at a Brooks Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like woodland nymphs teach classes yeah, yeah. at UVM. They it's teach, just like this, it's just like everyone looks like Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And conceptual recycling and, like, uh, yes. interpretive politics. Politics. I love that. Right. So I'm on my way uh, up there and I, I text her. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm visiting the school. Like I'm going on an official visit, which I was not. I was not going, I was literally just going up to see my ex-girlfriend. 
and I was coming up with an excuse to do so by being like, oh yeah, I'm visiting the college. I had no intention of going to UVM, but I told my parents like, oh, can I borrow the car, which is a two wheel drive. Uh, I think it was like a rear wheel drive, which is like- It was the worst. a go-kart. It was whichever one is the worst drive in the snow. I think it's real, rear, rear wheel drive is the worst to drive in the snow. And uh, so I go all the way up to Vermont and it's maybe like three hours up. And I have plans of seeing my ex-girlfriend when I'm up there. So I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll see the school for like five minutes and then like go get dinner with her. And then uh, I, I'm like, I buy a shirt on the way there. Like I'm- From where? From like, uh, probably from like TJ Maxx. Nothing special, but back then that was special for TJ me. TJ Maxx is a magical place. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. TJ Ma Maxx and Eats does. That was like a Brooks Brothers for me. So I'm, I'm on my way up and uh, maybe 10 minutes away I got my shirt. I'm all excited. I'm like, First time in like a year, I'm about to get laid. Fuck yes, dude. Get a text. So sorry. I just had to pick up a shift at wherever the fuck I'm Panera working. Panera Bread? Yeah, Panera Bread. Literally something like that. Like, sorry, I had to pick up a shift at Panera Bread. Said, I'm knee deep in bread bowls, hon. And everything just hits me like, when you're doing something embarrassing, sometimes it hits you all in a rush. And in that moment, it hit me all in a rush like, oh, you did all of this for such a stupid reason. And you should have just been like, hey, I would like to go on a date. And then she could just turn me down then. And I wouldn't have had to make the three-hour drive. But I decided to be fucking Mr. Uh, subliminal and be like, oh, yeah, I'm up there anyway. You so have I, a boombox. You're ready to stand outside the window. So so I am... I'm, I drove three and a half hours. I look at the campus for maybe five minutes because it's all closed down. Were you impressed? Yeah, it was actually really beautiful. Well, yeah. No joke. Yeah, it was I a bet. UVM is beautiful. a beautiful fucking campus. And so I'm like, all right, well, I didn't come here for any reason, so I will drive the three and a half hours back down. On my way down, snowflake hits. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is not the kind of car you want to be driving in a snowstorm. I better, like, speed up. It, a blizzard hits. I'm in a two-wheel two, uh, drive car. There are like four by fours and like RAV4s on the fucking side of the road. Like like you were saying, like mm -hmm. run off the road. The I'm not kidding. On my way from Vermont back down to Cape Cod, I am going, no joke, 20 miles an hour. It took me seven hours to get back home from where I was. I skidded off the highway almost like three or four times. And I, I will say this, it was one of like the shitty, I'm white knuckling all the way there. Cause I'm like, I can't crash my mom's car. Like, I, what am I going to do? But it really, and I didn't say what mom, I was so horny. Yeah, I crashed the I'm car. sorry, mom. I was too horny. No, I can't drive when I'm this horny mom. <laughs> um, so, but really as I was driving down in the back of my head, I was like, boy, you really got to learn how to communicate better, brother. Because that is... This cannot happen again. I think you were talking to yourself like you were um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, listen here, brother. brother. You got to remember to communicate. You got to remember to communicate, brother. But yeah, Do that you... was the most one of the most pathetic moments of my I, life. I have a really hard time... People say, I don't have a hard time feeling embarrassed. Like, I know I should be embarrassed all the time, but I don't have the That's feeling of embarrassment. What do you mean? I don't get embarrassed the feeling. Because you're constantly I go, prepping for things. I go immediately, yes. I go immediately to shame and disaster. I skip over embarrassment. Embarrassment oh, is like, oh my god, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I'm like, that's it. We're burn the trees down, scorch earth. Right. I have to move. Because every everything that I did that was embarrassing, it usually it's usually the result of either a lack of preparation or a lack of like 
knowledge of the situation I was in. And you're always prepared for every situation you're in. You also don't get yourself into many situations. No, I prepare for the worst. You, I've never seen you do anything embarrassing. Truly. Because I can't. I can't risk it. It's interesting. I'm, I'm teeter-tottering on all my friendships as it is. Oh, I embarrass myself constantly. I, I'm a big fall down in an important moment kind of guy. No. See, oh, yeah. My luck is I would say, this is this goes back to the not peeing and driving. Yeah. Could you imagine we would have stopped to pee and then you would have been late to your show? That would have ruined us. Yeah, it's so funny. I've, I've fallen down. My first time headlining a San Diego sold-out show, it's like everything's going perfectly. My buddy Killian's opening for me. His set's going great. I'm about to get on stage. It's like, and ladies and gentlemen, Dan Donahue. I'm running up to the stage. I fall so hard before the stairs. I'm not even on the stairs. I don't have the stairs to be an excuse. Fall before the stairs, bang my knee on the ground, then have to get up, go up on stage, and I didn't mention it. I was so embarrassed, I didn't mention that I felt. I was like, hey, whoa! I fell on stage in a theater. <laughs> that rock. During my set, because I like I moved so much, I just wrapped that little cord around my leg and it was dead. Yes, you lassoed yourself. Yeah, and so I just did a part of my set on the floor. Fuck yeah, I Wonder Woman vibes, like, <laughs> hell yeah. It was really, um, and that should have been embarrassing, but I was like, what am I gonna do about it? Yeah, it's fucking funny. It's funny. Just yeah. get that, like. But now you. But now here's the thing. Yeah. That would all these strangers. I'm like, well, who gets you? If I would have, if I would have embarrassed, if I would have done something that you'd have been upset about or something, that's my friend. I'd be like, well, this is it. It's what could you have done that that upset? The only thing that you've done that upset me is not asking to pee. That fucking pissed oh, me off. Get a life. It pisses me off. Are you someone who has trouble? What, this is totally unrelated. I don't have any trouble. Hey, before you answer, but I don't have any talking trouble. Talking about earlier, you driving all that way to reconnect with a girlfriend. Yes. Are you a relationship Are you someone who like needs a relationship no. or needs those kind of things? No, not at all. Because no. you do seem to have a lot of relationships and have very good incentives. So I feel like you're someone who like maybe like you work at a higher frequency when you're in a relationship. Uh... I, I do in the right, like, like... This like, are one. you your best self in one or out of one? I, I'm always my best self. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't That's need, a good way to be. I don't need a relationship, too, now. But at the operating at higher frequency, I definitely feel like in the relationship I'm in now and in certain previous relationships, I do operate at, like, a higher frequency. But then I've had... And why is that, do you think? I think because it's just, like, if you have a good partner that is... That, like, it, it, it feels like like a good, like like you have a good foundation. Like a good partner usually feels like a good foundation. Where it's like, I have a good foundation either way, I feel, but it feels like a little extra. It feels like more reinforcement. Like not only, like, I mean, the most important thing is that you're like getting love and that that person's loving you, but also there's like a functional aspect to it too, where it's like, oh, I feel like truly supported by this person. I feel like when something fucked up happens in my life, my default setting is not like, this sucks. My default thing is like, oh, I'm gonna tell my girlfriend about this, which is like a nice feeling. Like I feel like I could talk to her about stuff, which is nice. But it's nice. Mm -hmm. So why would you? Why did you drive all that way to see that girl then? To get pussy. I've never certainly for that reason. Three hours away for that? You didn't know anybody. Three and a half closer. hours away. It could have been five. To be honest with you. Couldn't you have just went anywhere else in your hometown? No, because I would. It, this is like. I, I was really poorly, like I, I've said this before, I was poorly socialized, basically. And I think I think every 18-year-old guy has a level of, like, being feral also. I think pretty much, I, I don't know a lot of straight guys that don't have a story almost exactly like this. Like, I mean, where I, they I have, feel like a lot of gay men do that too. Yeah, yeah and drive, a lot of gay guys, right? yes. Especially gay guys who don't live in, like, metropolitan areas, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you gotta fucking go to, go to Nashville to see a sweetheart. 
Yeah, no, you couldn't get me to leave my room for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody'd um, be like, "I really like you." Will you? In fact, the amount of times that people have been like, "Do you want to meet up?" I'd be like, no, "I don't even know you." <laughs> I'm immediately like, "No, I don't." I've talked to you for two days. I hate your guy. <laughs> that is not. That is not the vibe in Los Angeles. That's not. The, I mean, and even I live in Nashville. People are like, "Do you want to go?" I'm like, "No, I don't want you yeah. to talk to me. I I don't know anything about you. <laughs> you could be a killer." Well. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh my god, you could be a killer. What a fun story this could be. Yeah, no. I'm well, also, it's not, even, it's not even the killer. That's just being dramatic. The real thing is, like, I don't want to be in a situation with someone I don't know where it's, like, awkward and I don't enjoy it. Right. You know that Kim Control quote where she's like, I don't want to be in a situation for even an hour that, I'm, that I don't like? And I'm like, that's me. I don't want to be in a situation for even seconds where mm. I don't need to be there. And the idea of, like, hang... I, talk, I talked about this. This is the one story that I do have about being around someone. Yes, great. Which is how I'm gonna say it, and I, I told it on I told it on Nicole Byers' podcast, where this guy that I was talking to he came over and he like stayed the night at my house and it was so awkward and yeah. I was just like the whole I mean he was really nice whatever he fixed my fire alarm which was nice sure but I was just like the idea of it I was like you're this is too much of you in my area like we had to order chilies that he, that was his favorite restaurant and I was like first of all why is it your favorite restaurant although yeah. it is kind of cool because it would have been really annoying if he would have been like my favorite restaurant is the palm I would have been like gross yeah shit yeah, yeah 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 but like in general the whole the whole concept people like I remember afterwards my friend was like did you have fun I was like I don't know because the whole time I was just like if you make me uncomfortable in my own home I'm gonna be pissed <laughs> no I'm with you 100% on that. I'm very slow to, like, stay over other people's places or have people stay over for that reason. I think that I've had the experience a lot of the times of people trying, and this is not saying everyone who's like this is like this, but just every experience that I've had where someone very quickly wants to be like, let's, like, let's sleep over. You should stay over my place. I should stay over your place. It is always someone who I eventually get into, like, some form of codependence with. Like... I, I think that there is, in terms of boundary setting, that's a, that's a kind of a big one for me personally. That's kind of a big one is I don't want to be staying over someone's place or having someone stay over my place unless like I really like them. Just because it is not worth the possible time suck that that could lead you to. Like when someone's staying over your place, it's not just the like they're taking your your nighttime, like those things that you do at night before you go to bed. They're taking your morning, those things you like to do right when you get up. It's like that person's in your grill, and if you don't like that person or trust them, it fucking sucks. Well, that's a good thing that you're talking about, too. You keep saying they're taking, and I feel like somebody you really like, they're, they're adding to the Exactly. Experience. But, like, in general, I always think about people that are in relationships, because that's not my thing. So I always think about... The things that I, like, the amount of time that I spend looking in the mirror, like, singing at myself, or the weird shit I do at night, like, eating croutons on crackers when I'm high, which right. is delicious. Um, things like that. It's just like, how am I supposed to do that if you're looking at me? Like, you're over here right. looking at me while I have on, like, sometimes in my house I have on, like, a hair mask, a face mask, a butt mask. I have all these masks on my body. I'm wearing a robe, I'm eating cheetahs. Like, it's like, I don't know if I need you to see that. Not that I'd be embarrassed, it's just like... What if you also want the Cheetos, or you also want to wear this product? Like right. now, I'm like I want to share with you. I don't even know if I like you. Right, right. No, I mean that's why you should be comfortable enough with the, whoever is staying over, where you're happy to just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do this for a little while." But when it's something you don't really know, I feel like there's extra pressure. But with like with someone you trust, you can just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go like uh, you know do a 
a meditative chant for fucking 30 minutes. Because you do all the weird stuff that you yeah. do alone. Weird. Yeah. Quote, unquote, no, no it is weird. It but is I mean, fucking weird. I mean, 100%. weird, but also, like, I mean, I don't think that me singing show tunes in my room alone is that weird. No, it's not. But I'm saying, like, to someone else, it could be. But I'm saying, like, all the weird, quote unquote, shit that you do, can you do it with your girlfriend now and feel totally cool? A hundred percent. Oh my god, that's 100%. the best. I really like your girlfriend. Yeah, she's great. She's really nice. Yes. She's really nice. What's the point of this? I don't, have to, I don't even have to drive uh, three and a half hours to see her either. It's really, no. it's really good. And she maybe would drive to see you. She probably would. She That's would. really nice. And I would too. Um, but we were talking yeah, we yeah. about because the weather. Because weather is really like it's a big... Uh, it, it's crazy to me how much people, one, want to talk about the weather. Yeah. And two, it's crazy to me how much... It's like the best thing in the world is like... To blame to blame your problem on the weather to be like oh well if it wasn't raining I could do X or Y right. or if it wasn't raining I could you know what people that have weddings during the rain I think it should be okay to be like it's raining I can't come to your wedding oh totally but I feel like you can't a wedding usually, is like one of those things you can't get out of they usually cancel weddings like, and funerals you can't just not go to them well that's why the rain and uh, the, the like the rain was like the, the rain is the worst thing that can happen to the city of Los Angeles because it is full of people that are with colored hair with colored hair no well yeah yeah now that they're in Gatorade commercials with, they just have red and blue coming yeah. down their face with with like thousand dollar haircuts no but what, what it's filled with is it's filled with a bunch of people not everyone in LA is like this but many many people in LA are like this with a uh, hypothetical passion LA is a city of hypothetical passions where it's people who go yeah I'm in music. Have I made a song in a year? No. Have I played an instrument in a year? No. But I'm a music person. Okay, not calling right? now. No, oh, listen, <laughs> your show tunes are great. Um, and what the rain does is it gives those people with hypothetical passions an excuse to... Well, it, it's, it kind of is good in a... Oh, oh no. It's my parking space, mate. I have to let him out. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, give me one second. What What I don't like about the rain is it gives those people concrete excuses for not doing the things that they hypothetically are here for. And when there's no rain, I think they kind of have to face themselves a little bit more and be like, Oh, no, I'm not... I'm not uh, doing interpretive dance because I don't like it and I should move. Have you ever had someone trying to gaslight you with the weather where they try to make it worse than it is? And they'll be like, I can't come, it's storming. And oh, you're like, course. it's not storming. It's like, it is storming. Like, it's a pot. The, the weather says it could be, it's going to be a crazy storm. And you're like, I'm standing outside. Right. And the sun is beaming upon my face. It and they're stopped like, raining two I days ago. love someone gaslighting me about the weather because yeah. I'm just like, just say you don't want to go. I will not be mad. I promise right. you I will not be upset if you don't want to go. In fact, I'll be like, tea. But yeah. in this, when you try to trick me, like I, like I don't see the weather. Like I don't have the same weather app you have. 100%. Like I don't own an iPhone. Girl, you're not going to trick me into the weather. Yeah. It, cut to me trying to do it to people all the time. I'll, like, I'll be like, it could snow at any minute. They're like, well, we live in the desert. I'm like, but it could be, like, this could be a phenomenon. Yeah, but also a big thing about me personally is I think I do take a lot of pride probably, like, to a fault of being like, fuck it. Like, it's raining. I'm still gonna... Like, I was training, personal training someone. I could have very easily uh, been like... There were a couple days where it was downpouring. It's probably an unsafe level. And I could have very easily been like, hey, let's just do FaceTime or something. And I was just like, no. Because I'm the kind of guy, rain, sleet, snow, I'm gonna fucking be there. And, da, 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 da. and then on my way driving there, I was like, 
Yeah, but I could have just said clear eyes, dry heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. But that that is kind of that's been my mo. Is like I think I I identify very personally with like being on time and being at places. Yeah, you have incredible follow through. You are like have, I have follow you have through. no procrastination. You are very consistent. But sometimes follow through isn't the. I mean, it, I, to me, I think it usually is. But sometimes there is a place for rescheduling or for being a little bit more flexible and no, no, I totally I do have kind of a tendency of not being that way. But you have great follow through, which I, is, I think that. I think most people I think at the end of the day most people when it comes down like their New Year's resolution or things, it all comes down to consistency and follow through. Totally. And you're very, very good at that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean maybe that's why I don't have uh New Year's goals because it's like Because your whole life is a goal? Yeah. Well, I mean, I did. I did want to like uh, headline more. That that was sort of a New Year's resolution that I had, and I have. I've at this point booked like five cities, but now I feel fucking way over my head because I'm like, I'm gonna have to start promoting these dates. I don't know if I can sell enough. Da 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 da. And I'm just like, God damn. But well, you got a learning curve, and next time you'll, it'll be fine. You gotta do things you're scared of. Well, that's what they say. You gotta do. But you ain't gonna trick of. me. <laughs> um, what What is your What did you want to talk about? Or did you still want to talk about the weather still? Because honestly, I could bitch about that forever. No, I I have a question because it's something that uh, is on my mind. Reading. I love to read. You're a book person. Mm -hmm. How many? I saw your post about it. How many books? Good, because I want to talk about this. How many books would you say you read like a year? A year? Yeah. Last year I read, well last year I probably read more than normal because I just had a lot of extra time that I was like really focusing on reading. I, last year I think I read like, maybe like 18 or 20 books. Great. That's great. I mean they're not like, I'm not reading books like you're reading. I'm reading like young adult novels. The Cat in the Hat. Yeah, I'm reading like, <laughs> I'm reading like young, like teenage coming of age stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading whatever TikTok says is Right. Cool. Because I like, here's my thing, This I feel the same, people will shit on this about like adults reading fantasy books or Harry Potter or whatever, and it's just like, I live in the real world, I'm not trying to relax in it too, bitch. Like, I don't need to hear about a crew crime or whatever. I don't need to read a book about a family being murdered on the street. Sure. Like, I mean, I will occasionally, like, I definitely read, like, other, like, real stuff too. Like, I, I like a lot of Rowan Farrell's books and stuff like that, but it's just in general, like, I, I want to, I want the escapism from it. Like, well, it's the same thing with TV. Like, I don't need to watch only shows about murderers and shit. Was Ronan Farrell the one? Who who is that? Ronan Farrell. He's the one that the Harvey Weinstein and he does the oh all wow. that stuff. He wrote that book. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. How to catch up? Something. Yeah, that's heavy. It was a really good book too. Um, he's great. So I don't read as much. I read like right before I go to bed, and then sometimes audiobooks. So I fall into this problem. That I think a lot of people do where. I love audiobooks. When I when I read even an audiobook, if I listen to an audiobook all the way through. I just, I just become that book, like because oh me I, too. Everyone does yeah. that shit. Because, but I read a lot of nonfiction, and that gets you into trouble, because when I'm reading a nonfiction book, a lot of the time it'll have like a big premise, or and then it's like that expression to someone with a hammer, everything is a nail. Like if I'm reading a nonfiction book. I just, I become such a fucking asshole sometimes where I'm just, I have to wedge the book into every form of conversation. And, well, because you learn something new. I mean, we learn so few yeah. new things as adults, it feels like, or exciting new things. And sometimes it's good. Like when I read, uh, I read that Bell Hooks book that everybody uh, says to read. I forget the name of it, but it was really fucking good. 
And that that's kind of a good one because when I was talking when I'm talking to my male friends, it's more in the back of my head, and I'm kind of like, oh, this is nice because they're like opening up emotionally. How can I get them to talk about their feelings a little bit more? Because like men feel repressed on, on that. But now I'm reading that book. Uh, uh, what is it? Conflict is not abuse. And yeah, I it's a t- like you really can't wedge that into everything because. Like, there are some things... It's one of those books that people in L.A. also weaponize. Like, rich people will read it and then be like, well, actually, I'm not being confrontational with you. Or I'm not being abusive with you. Yeah, it's like, okay, bitch, you are, though. Why are you going to tell me if you're abusing me or not? Right, yeah. I I could... As I'm reading that book, like, I like a book that challenges me, and that book is very challenging, and there's points of it where I'm like, I completely disagree with this, and there's a point where I'm like, oh, that's insightful. I think that... To really be enriched by a reading experience, you should have moments of disagreement because, like, you need to train that part of your brain, too. You, sh- you obviously shouldn't read, like, bullshit where you disagree with every fucking point that's being made. But I like a book like that where it's kind of in and out. But I-, I had to catch myself a couple times when my friends are telling me, like, stuff going on with their girlfriends and stuff where I'm like, yeah, you can't. You can't, conflict is not abuse every single conversation that you're in. You know, or you become that person we talked about in other episodes where you're like, do you really need to go to therapy for this? Where you right. start like, uh, prescribing people therapy and shit. Right. But at least you're doing it with real books, because I do the same thing you're talking about with fantasy books, where I'll just be like, oh my god, and you know, her boyfriend died, and she's dating her brother, and they're like, who? And I'm like, Linda. And they're like, who the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, Linda from Forks, Washington. And the book she's I'm She's in reading. this book. Like... I mean, I get like, or I just started. Bec- I'm like, I'm like, I'll read a book about like a kid. Uh, they'll be. I, I've always been the person who like, I'm obsessed with like words and like I, I, I like like the lyric of a song more than the music of a song. I like poetry. I like that kind of shit where like a word. I'm like, we're like sentences would, like linger in my brain, and I'll become those fucking sentences. Right. Like I'll read something about like. Oh my god, this person had on uh, wide leg pants and they had on Converse. And I, I'm immediately ordering those. I'm like, I am that person. Like, so I fun. go right to becoming the thing that I am watching. And I've been like that since I was little. Right. And I still just to say, I'll be like, well, I read a book where someone had a yellow backpack. And like, I can have a yellow backpack. And what right. if someone notices my yellow backpack and they're like, oh my god, that's the yellow backpack person. And I had this, now I have this characteristic that I've like, I think because books and movies and songs always think, turn people into characteristics. They turn people into these, like, magical, like, she had blue eyes and brown hair and broken sunglasses, and you, like, romanticize that. I can do that with anything. I can make my personality, not my personality, but I can make the fantasy of it. Right. Anything. Oh, you could give me a rice cooker, and I'm like, I'm, I'm that rice cooking bitch now. I'm the girl that always has the rice. I yeah. show up, and I'm like, you want rice? I made this rice, that rice. Like, I will become that thing for a little bit. Because I want, because I, I enjoy it. And when I enjoy something, I need to know everything about it. Why do you think that is? Where does that come from? I think it's because, um, well, if I'm being really honest, I think it's yeah. because I have went through a lot of life being like, oh, people are eventually going to not like me. So if I become a different thing all the time, right? I'll constantly have the, um, the what's it called? Like, you know when you meet someone new and you're like infatuated by their newness? Like, you're like, oh my God, they oh, like yeah. new things and new stuff. So if you're always changing and evolving, they can't get tired of you and sometimes in my relationships in life I feel like a like a tchotchke like a trinket like that's fun to have but like we don't need it right and so sometimes I'll be like okay well how can I be the most needed right and yeah. so I'll be like well maybe if I'm the cool person that always has the cool sunglasses people need right. that or it just keeps you like interesting which is not great it's not like a good way to be and I've kind of gotten over it now a little bit but I will catch myself sometimes being like oh if I it's just, I think it's the same reason people will be like 
if I buy this object, my life will be better. If I buy this notebook, I'll have everything planned out for the next year. Like right. it's gonna change my life because it's easier to to say to think an object or is gonna save us or a trait as opposed to being like, oh, I have to really sit down and be like, why are you like this? Why do you feel that way? Why do you do that? We're like, I get a five star journal. It's over for you, bitches. Oh yeah. But really, I'm gonna write every second. Really, of every I just day. write in the journal like, start again. Yeah, I'm a rice cooker now. Yeah, I'm a chef. Um, yeah, no, I, I do the same thing, but with... I went to college yeah. based off something I watched. I watched the live-action 101 Dalmatians, and at the end they show them making Cruella DeVille's costumes, and I'm like, I'm going to school for costume design. And did. I really have a lot of follow-through when it comes to my fantasies. You'll, thank, you'll find that out about me. Thank God that is what you took from that. Because imagine if you saw that and were like, oh my god, I'm going to start hurting animals. Oh, yeah, I'm not a crazy person. I'm just right. a, little, I'm a little kooky. Right, right, right. But You're, I, you're not I a crazy did. person. You just went to college because of 101 Dalmatians. Hey, I just thought that was a really... I didn't know you could make clothes like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. And in my head, if I, especially when I was younger, if I saw a movie, because I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So when I saw a movie, I was like, that is how New York is. That is how that industry is. Right. I have a very big believer in people learn a lot from movies like even down to like how to hell a taxi because like, not everybody lives in places where you learn those things so in my head like it still shocks me sometimes when i see teenagers or young kids in la walking around the streets just like with their backpacks and stuff like walking home from school because i'm like in my mind a child walking down the road like in my hometown if there's a kid walking on the street like that we'd be like oh my god they're gonna get taken like here right. people are just like at the mall they're like 11 years old and they are getting taken but i mean also they're like that's like they did every day they're, they're, not, yeah. they're not scared of that yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah. scared for the 11 year old even though i'm like an adult and i'm like i couldn't even do that like because it's like ingrained so i have a different viewpoint of life oh sure and so like when i would when i would see like when i, when I saw sex in the city people were like oh sex in the city is so like dramatized i'm like no that's real right that is how people are yeah and then it you're like no there is sex in the city. you only have four friends yeah you all have one personality trait and like i think that's kind of like I think I kind of bullied myself into believing that sometimes when I was younger. I was like, you'd have one thing, one thing. Which is why as an adult, I think that I get, due to this thing where you get trapped, I think, I think comedians do it a lot, where you get trapped and you're like, God, like I don't want to do this one thing, but I kind of have to do this one thing to get attention. Like, you know how we talked about like, some people will go like really far and just say like wild things that gets them noticed. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, okay, well I really also enjoy painting. But, like, I don't want to talk about painting because I don't want to get stuck in being a painter and not a comedian. Or, like, I, I really enjoy, like, um, I don't know, making bracelets. But I don't want everybody to know that because then it becomes the thing they know about me. I've, I've been lucky in that the things that I've done online that have been popular are stuff that I like. Like, I like writing jokes. And that is sort of what the sync thing is. It's just, like, joke writing. I was talking to somebody about this and I realized something in the middle of the conversation. We were talking about exactly what you were talking about where it's, it's such a big thing these days to become a villain to try and get views, right? Oh, yeah. Like to become a villain in hopes of... I went to TikTok villainaire when you said that and I was like, what do you mean? Those oh, girls aren't really villains. No, I was like, I went to, I was like, oh, well, the villainaire is not really about that. No, like, no, no. You no. mean like a real villain? You were ready to fucking correct the shit. I was like, hang on now. I'm in my villainaire. Shut the fuck up, Dan. No, like, uh, people will do things because conflict gets more clicks than people getting along. 
That's just how... Well, I don't even mean just conflict. Like, you, I think, have a really healthy take on what you're doing. Because even what you're doing, which is joke writing, and it is what you technically do in real life outside of the internet. Yeah. But even that, I would be like, I feel like people would be like, well, I don't always want to be washing a dish. Like, I don't always want to do that. No, but that's the So thing. then you get, like, caught in the cycle, but you have a really healthy take on it where you're like, well, I'll just change it whenever I want. Where I think most people get that little... Like, if, like say you got popular... Not from writing jokes. And you got popular from, I don't know, showing your right bicep and only your right bicep. Right. And then for the rest of your life, you had to do that. Or you, or people weren't interested. I think that pressure, I think a lot of us on the internet, not us, me and you in general, but everyone kind of has this thing where they're like, if I find this one thing, how do I let it go once it's popping? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough one to, uh, I, I mean, I think a lot of that is, number one, understanding that the internet isn't... Uh, is a reflection of real life. It's not necessarily real life. But I do think with the industry and the kind of jobs we have are people that want jobs similar to that. I do think that the industry will also be like, oh, you're you're a writer. You're just a comedian. You're just a comedic actor. Because we see people that are like a great actor, but they only have to act in one role, the same role over and over, kind of the same characterization, which some people love and some people I'm sure are like, well, I would like to try drawing. You know what I mean? So it's like even the business will be like attach you to one thing. So I would find myself getting nervous sometimes like, well, I don't want to talk too much about like liking beauty products because I don't want to be like, I don't want people to think that over jokes. No, well, but now I've, I've let that go so much now, the longer I've done it. But at first I was like, I was like, well, how come this group of comedians can all talk about how much they love MMA, but like, and they're still real comedians. But then if you have like a woman talk about how they love fashion, like, well, she only cares about her looks. It's like, what? So I get like, I would go back and forth about those feelings a lot. And now I'm just kind of like, I'm going to like whatever I like. And if you don't like it, then just unfollow it. First of all, I know a lot of those MMA comedians that are uh, not generally considered to be the best comics of all time. Well, I'm just saying in general, I think you get a little more leeway to be like, you don't get so pigeonholed into one thing. It depends who your audience is. Like, totally. Like, certain audiences, like, the way that you're even saying those MMA guys, it's like, to you, they are pigeonholed, because those are, like, the MMA comics, whereas for another person, it's, like, people who are into fashion. I know, I know a lot of comics who are... Like, they have a lot of presentation stuff that's off-putting to me at first, and maybe I don't get into their stand-up that much, and then down the line when I do, I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, that happens all the time. I, I think... Well, the, I, think it, I think it more comes to what I'm saying is, like, it's, what you're saying is the truth, and that's the reality is that people really aren't pigeonholing each other, but I think especially for, like, women, or I know, like, being LGBTQ, a lot of people, like, in your head, you're like, oh, that, I, I don't, you don't be known as that. Like, I mean, you do want people, you want, like, the representation, but you also don't want to be like, the gay comic who does the gay shows, and is in all the queer shows, and only gets to do queer shows, and is only put on, like, uh, all, like, our, our pride shows that come once a year, you know what I mean? So you don't want to be, like, pigeonholed in that sense, and I think I took that from my life, and being like, because when you grow up as a woman or LGBTQ, everything you do, people are like, I guess, like, if you said you like share, people would be like, okay. But if someone, if I said I like share, it's like, because you're gay. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like one of those things where you don't even pigeonhole. So it's like if I say, oh. Oh, time out. If I said I like share, people would also say that I am gay. But they would, it wouldn't be your personality trait. They would call you gay. Right. But they wouldn't be like, oh, well, you also love sh-. Like, I just had people come up to me and be like, oh my god, I wish you would go shopping with me. It's like, I'm not a stylist. I'm an entertainer. Like, what are you talking about? Sure. Like, RuPaul talks about this. RuPaul is like, People be like, I want you to do my makeup. And he's like, I'm not a makeup artist. I'm yeah. an entertainer. Like, no, and- that fear is very pervasive because I think that the monster of the industry, that this is kind of what I was trying to say is 
being pigeonholed is twofold. There's uh, an audience doing it to you, and then there's you doing it to yourself. Uh -huh. And then there's a very fine line in between both of those where you're doing things that, yes, the audience is responding positively to, but also you are not uh, objectifying yourself and you are not making yourself into something that... And I'm what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that I think that line is a lot finer for people who are in, like, certain groups where it's like, yeah, if you're a gay comic the distinction does come a lot swifter onto you where it's like, oh, you're just a gay... I, I mean, I know from black comics I talk to all the time, they they all say, like, yeah, well, you don't want to be pigeonholed as a black comic that only does black rooms because then the industry doesn't really look at you well, and doesn't take yeah. you seriously. Whereas, which is so funny because in fucking hindsight, when you look at black comics that came up in black rooms, it's like... They're some of the fucking funniest people of all time. But isn't it funny that they're talking about how you don't be pigeonholed in that, but then you have white comics being like, I love doing back rooms. I love being like Right, them. yeah. And it's because I think, I mean, this is, I don't want to get too deep into this because, like, everyone's different, I know. But, like, it's, like, one of those things where, like, I think it's because when you're, like, a straight white dude, you nothing fills off limits. And I know, like, for me, like, when I, like, when I look at what is available as queer people... They're everywhere. They're behind the scenes everywhere. They're dressing everyone. They're doing their makeup. They're putting the concepts together. They're putting together all the show, all these things. But then, how many, how many gay comics has played Madison Square Garden? How many gay comics? You know what I mean? Like, you're, can, can you expound on that when you say uh, for straight white people, it feels like nothing is off limits? Because I think that's a very interesting thought. I think that like you're taught, you can kind of do. Like I've never heard any of my like straight male comic friends be like, oh, I. Be, be uncomfortable to do a room or be like I couldn't do that show or this thing unless it's like geared specifically towards women and then they're like well, why would you only have a show for women like you know what I mean like it's it's like unless it's geared yeah yeah it's I like, get what you're whereas, saying like, whereas like there's no like, I'm, like I, if you were a gay male um growing up that wanted to do comedy who were you looking to who were the people that had specials? Who were they? Right, there's not a lot. I mean, you know what I mean? So you're like, and then even if and then nowadays people are like well we have them but like you have to really search for them you have to really go on the internet and try to find they're not like on the front page of Netflix. They're not this, but you can, but you can be the most famous hairdresser that's ever walked the fucking earth. Right. So it's like you, you almost pigeonhole yourself to be successful into being these like stereotypes of things, because, because the industry says like, what 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 it feels like they're saying is that you, as an attractive straight white man, hold more value than I do. Like you hold, you can be a you can be a lead in a movie. You can be the heartthrob. You can be. The Jake Gyllenhaal, you can be this. I can be a sidekick. I can be the person in the back. I can do everyone's hair and makeup. I can do that woman's makeup. I can put her clothes together. I can be her friend in a movie. But I, I don't have the value to be a leading person. But it's also interesting to me, like, that thought, because every I think everything you said is definitely true, but also you're not the kind of person that's afraid of doing any... Like, you you, you are the kind of person that could do well in any room. And I think that you you would... Well, yeah, but it still... It feels... But it doesn't mean that it doesn't take away the fact that, like, I still, out of everyone we you know, like, I still have trouble getting agents and managers because they always say the same thing. Be like, I don't really know what to do with you. Like, you're, you're not, mm -hmm. like... You're not, like... I'm not, like, grungy and scruffy enough to be, like, just another one of the guys, but I'm also, like, not done up enough to be, like, a gay. They can market it's like, the gay! Like, and mm -hmm. then it's, like, you don't have, like... It's, like, very difficult. And I think that a lot of people get in that... In that place... Especially like non-binary people and stuff like that, where the, no one knows what to do with you because we market things as if you're a heartthrob or you're a sidekick or you're the hot girl or you're the funny girl, and like it's, they don't really have a place for 
trans people or non-binary people, people who are like in the middle of those things, unless you're like an internet star. The internet right. really has really embraced those people. I was people. just going to say that. Isn't it, it is But then you nice. get pigeonholed into not being, like, how many internet stars do you know that are in movies and stuff? Right. And like, that's what you want to like do. Like, zero. So but, it's like... So, and some of that is kind of, because I don't think a lot of it does translate. Like, I don't think being famous on the internet necessarily of does course translate it doesn't, to being but a good actor. There are probably tons of great actors that are very... Dude, very sketches. very gay yeah. men like super fem gay men Online. that just aren't getting the uh, the opportunity or in real life that are not even on they're just actors that are went to acting school like everybody else and they're putting in all the work but there's no roles for them and so I think oh, yeah. I think it's because they, there is more monetary value I just think in the world kind of says like there's more value to you being straight than there is to you not being straight unless you're of service unless you're like helping a straight person get their life together like on those shows we have or unless you're like <laughs> You're a part of the team. Like behind the scenes, there are gay and trans people doing all everything you see on those billboards. I mean, every room I've been in has a room full of them. I posted him with that yesterday. Someone was talking about it. Like there are behind the scenes everywhere music, designers, like all the things everyone's wearing, you know what I mean, are mostly made by queer people in those sense. But then, like, how many shows do you, and even if you have a, even if they do give a movie or a TV show to queer people, it's a straight person playing the role and then winning an award for telling that story. Mm. So it's like, it's like, yeah, your story is good enough for tell, but you're not valuable enough to play the story yourself. Yeah. So it's like, so I think that carries into like queer people's lives as a whole. Like, I feel like sometimes, I think that's one of my hangups with like my friendships and stuff is I just assume that you have more value in the world than I do. But that, I mean, that's where, and it's almost unavoidable, but that's kind of what I'm talking to where it's like pigeonholing is twofold and it's like... That that feeling, that sense is sort of like there. There is a level of self-imposition. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's the fault of the person who is imposing on themselves. I'm saying that that probably does come from the cultural milieu that you're a part of, where you go if you're constantly told something, you're going to start believing it yourself. But there is like part of the dynamic too that I think is important to talk about because it's important to try to avoid that. Do you know sure, what I mean? Sure, but then if you become the person who's really outspoken about those things and being like, hey, this is wrong or I won't do this, then you become you become kind of shunned from the industry because now you're difficult or now you're, you're you know, a lot of, like, oh, yeah. a lot of LGBT people that are like outspoken about like, I didn't get this role or they were homophobic, then they just never work again and they have this one role. That's the fucked up thing about like the industry is you can fuck, Pe motherfuckers are afraid to be like, Woody Allen is weird and sh like you shouldn't yeah. work with like that's so he fucking married his adopted daughter and you were not allowed I, I saw an interview I forget who the fucking actor was but they were like do you like would you be in a Woody Allen movie and he's like a famous guy and he's like or like do you think what Woody Allen did was wrong and and he was just like um and it's like god damn yeah because they want to work if you can't fucking say I remember because a lot of a lot of this conversation is like weird Hollywood shit, where if you grew up with Woody Allen movies and stuff, it might be a little bit more difficult for you to, or if you grew up in the industry or in Hollywood, like but those things all trickle down to real life. Take the industry out of it; these yeah. same things apply to if you want to work at the bank or a gas station. You're still being less. It feels like you're being less valued than your straight counterparts, and I mean it's just the same thing with like even gay people are so conditioned to value straight like. A gay person will spend more money going going to see a straight woman than they would a queer performer. Yeah, totally. It's we it's weird, and but, it's because it's because yeah. they also know that like you can. The thing is like even things that we're seeing that are like I'm not saying these things are bad. They're great, and I'm happy we have them. But if you see like 
a gay movie, nine times out of ten, it's like a little, it's like an indie film that someone put out. Sure. And then whenever there was, Bros came out, no one went to see it. Because because they were just, because, and I think it's not because nobody wanted to. I think the movie was, it was very funny. It was a good movie. I mean, Judd, it was great. It was one of, just like any other movie he would make. It was really good. But I think that we're all conditioned to know, like, subconsciously conditioned to know, like, well, that's not a real movie. That's like a gay movie. So, like, you don't have to right. watch it. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter. But then what the, all that does is say, like, it's going to be so long before another movie like that ever gets made. No, totally. It, and I think that the, the amount of, like, tokening that's happened that's been done very sloppily by, like, writers and stuff plays a part in that, too. Yeah, because gay people are now a charity case. Exactly. Charity instead of things. So the thing is, like, whereas, like, if you... Not to say you, I shouldn't keep using you as an example. That's but fine. But as a person... Like, if, like, an attractive white male, like, fails a bunch of times, we just keep giving them movies until they get a good one, basically. Whereas, like, if, if like, a, a woman or a queer person does something bad, we're like, oh, well, this is why we can't make these kind of movies because they don't sell. Where it's like, we have, how many movies was a fucking Ryan Reynolds in that you're like, what the fuck is this movie? Before I, he, like, got, like... I love Van Wilder. I'll yeah, me too. Right I now. like Ryan Reynolds a lot, too, but I'm just saying Van there Wilder are plenty movies. of movies that you could be like, this movie's garbage. Like, sure. and, you know, and I'm sure he knows it, too, until, like, I mean, like, The Green Lantern... He got to, like, that was not a great movie, and then we're like, but well, we're gonna give you Daredevil. Like, it's like, those are kind of privileges that, like, not everybody would get. Well, wait, Ryan Reynolds is a Daredevil? Not Daredevil. What the fuck is oh. that? Oh. What is that movie? Deadpool. Deadpool. The point, you know Damn. the point. Damn. I, I'm not to derail the conversation. Daredevil's Ben Affleck. I got really excited. I would love to see Ryan Reynolds as Daredevil. Well, that's Ben Affleck and some other person. But anyways, mm -hmm. in general, it's like, those are things that you get to do, like, you get to fail a lot, and I think that... I feel like the same way for women and black people too. I'm sure in any kind of uh, minority, but or quote unquote minority. But like, it feels like if you fail at something one time as like a as a not straight white person, then you have to. It it feels like the end of the world. I feel like you are never going to recover from it. Yeah, because there's a limited amount of jobs and it feel, a lot of it people feels that way. But them. it's like there's nothing that says like if you could play a gay person, why can't a gay person not play a straight person? Like it's weird that we can't. We, we we can't believe robots are attacking the earth. We can't believe this man likes a woman for this movie. Yeah, or whatever it happens to be. It's the same thing with like same thing with like uh, plus size or fat actresses and men. It's like it's like there's very specific roles. Like we can't. They're like, oh my god, this hot person could never love this fat woman in this movie. But yet, aliens did come down and beat her up. Like, it's like, well, how, how come I can, I, I can suspend reality to believe in this, like, monster, but you think I can't suspend reality to believe that... Because there are... I don't know, it's just weird the things that Hollywood believes we can, like, take in. The things well, it's also... And it's also just the profit incentive. Like, I think that they know... Oh, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. The real conversation is movies don't get made because... Because they're not making them for America. They're making them for other parts of the world. And those places are... That, that's why you're constantly seeing articles like, whatever country took out Disney's gay kids. Right. But then on the flip side, here in America, we just, we will just throw a party for the smallest little thing. They'll be like, like in the, in the Disney movie Corella, they're like, they're our first openly gay character. This person never says they are gay. <laughs> never does anything gay. They're just a fashion designer. Right. That's all they did that was gay. And they have makeup on one eye. <laughs> and we're like, they're first open gay character. And we're like celebrating Disney. And then you watch the movie. Good movie, by the way. And they're just like, there's nothing to see that this person is gay. That could be Machine Gun Kelly for all I know. Right. He's just a blonde, cool-dressed man that people that everyone likes. Like, that doesn't mean you're gay. Right. Yeah, no. I. Like, I so it's, like, really weird. I, I, and I, but I think, like, the, the deeper and kind of more difficult part of this conversation is, like, how do you deal with that? Because, I mean, obviously there are uh, examples of representation in film... Uh, not only breaking barriers, not only being good for the actors and actresses involved in it, but also, like, 
having that, like doing really well at the box office and stuff. But I think that there, either it's a false concept by Hollywood that movies with representation or characters uh, that like are bad for the profit incentive, or they actually are bad for the profit incentive, and then you actually do have to deal with that, like why and how do you? How do you fix they don't that? make money because there's a lot of people that are homophobic and right. racist and stuff in secret, and when they don't go watch those things, or people that would watch them but don't want to go to box offices for the fear of being called whatever. Yeah. Racist or whatever, or not racist. I guess it's just time. Like it just—that's the only answer for it. Is like, yeah. it's just gonna. But take then, meanwhile, time. you have television. Like RuPaul's Drag Race rules fucking crushes. television. You yeah, know what I mean? Crushes. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, when Trixie Mattel was on Good Few, that she talked about this in a really good way, where it's like, with drag queens, and I might be butchering this, so you can go listen to it, her say it. I'm sure there's a drag queen out there who says it better. But they talk about how like. Gay people kind of are weird about femininity too, unless you're a drag queen because it's so over the top that they didn't feel threatening to their own femininity right. or whatever. It's like it was really interesting the way Trixie put it. But it's like, yeah, you have that now, but also like drag is really popular because straight people like it. Right. And like that's anything. That's just like which is so funny because like Mariah Carey and them, like everybody likes Mariah Carey and them, but also like gay people like really like Mariah Carey and them. Sure. So it's weird that like gay people are such a huge fan base for like straight women, but then like Straight women are just a huge fan base for gay men. It's like very right. funny in that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, and then you don't really have, and then like, and then to be like a successful, it's just like that. What is that? There's that. There was that gay news anchor that got fired from his job because someone like revenge porned him and like leaked. Oh, his I news. don't know who that is. Like leaked his news and the porn company. Damn, leaked. they fired him for that. Yeah, of course. Fuck. Because he was like on. And I was like, I was like, so it's really wild that like. You know, because it all comes down. This is this is one of the reasons I never. I have such weird issues around like sex and relationships and stuff. Is because I figured out really, really early on in life that is people don't like the sexuality of gay people, and if you can neutralize that, you really don't have. A, then you become like a fun chachi to them. Then you become like um, someone who decorates and does this, and you're sassy. But the minute that you have like a you are sexual, or you like have a boyfriend or hold someone's hand or kiss someone, you become like a predator, an enemy, a, a pedophile. You become something bad. To, the, to this certain group of people. And so if you, so me growing up, which is not the healthy thing, I don't recommend doing this, but like, I was like, oh, if I never am interested in anyone, then no one can ever use that. And then I just become like a, like a fun, crazy person that says crazy things about Paris Hilton and loves her. Like, and it becomes less about like, but the minute something becomes sexual, it's like, it's over. Yeah. You're, you're out. It's, nobody wants anything to do with it, which is so weird because like, straight people are the weirdest fucking sexual shit ever. I mean, we have porn up. So it's like the same yeah. shit. Nothing's really that different. But being sexual is like, it becomes like a crime all of a sudden whenever like gay people do it, which is why all of your, the gay people that are really famous that you know about are kind of like watered down, like Elton John. Like he's not super sexual. He's like, he wears big glasses and boas and right. you know, like Ellen. Ellen's not sexual. Right. You know, Dan, Dan from Shit's Creek, he's not necessarily sexual. He's like sexy and like, you know what I mean? So like, but then the minute that you implement someone being like, Sexy, they always have to be sexy to women, like Matt Bomber and Magic Mike or something, or not at all. Right. Yeah, no, that that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Uh, that, so, so as the now, way what that, are you going to do about The that? way that we solve this, well, I'm going to uh, make this podcast incredibly uh, popular, and then it's the best form of allyship and the most common form of it allyship. It will be you that makes it popular, which is you have more value. It, but it, but it's, it, this is the most popular form of allyship where uh, I will be an ally in a way that just happens to make me a lot of money. 
That yeah. is people love doing that. You'll wear a ribbon on a red that's carpet. The, I'm gonna wear a ribbon on a red carpet. It's gonna get a thousand retweets. I'm gonna gain a hundred thousand. I'll be doing your hair it. backstage. But, you'll never see me. But again. But because I'm such a good guy. Yeah, you'll never. I'm you guys will never see me again. I'll be backstage. I'll have to wear a mask, and I'll just be. I'll be touching you up and stuff. Right. But for for Alicia, that's that's some other shit that I get fucking like. I guess I'm I'm a little bit like defensive of, but when people are like, because uh, it's good to be open about your support for things, but then there's a level to it where it's like you're just doing this for you. You have okay, you that's such a good point, right? As an ally, yeah, you have to know. Well, I I'd like I wouldn't even be like as I'm just a mother. I'm just a person. I don't like fucking. Okay, well, we need the word ally right now in this time and age. So we right, use fine. the word ally. Whatever. So I'm just saying one of the things that's really important if you're going to be an ally to someone is you have to figure out what that means to the person you are with. Okay, here's what does it mean to be an ally to your friend or your family? Wait, 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 wait. This is exactly what I want to say. That's a word that I think other if if it's gonna be used, it should be other people using it for you. You shouldn't be saying it about yourself. Oh yeah, one time at a That's show, I, I had a girl talk through my entire set, and then I called her out on it. And afterwards, she came up and she goes, "I just want you to know that I did not know I was talking. Like, I, I would an never ally. talk." She said, "I would never talk. I'm an ally." And I said, "You were talking the whole time." And she's like, "But I didn't know. You didn't know you were talking." Right. Anyways, ally bitch, I need you to move on. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I'm but, saying is like I am reluctant. Cause it's it's a shield. It's just like it's, it's like when someone shield. it's like when someone goes because if you were an ally, you wouldn't have to tell me. I would know, girl. Yeah. Like it's like it's like when someone goes, I have black friends. Like it's right. like that. But let other friends. people say that shit to you. But as someone who like you who is you know, you have to figure out like what that means to your friend or the person in your life. Right. Like for me, one thing that I would say that I've always that but that you do that is really good is like I get very uncomfortable in spaces that I feel like are very straight dominated because it feels very uncomfortable to me, like the gym or something. Right. And so having you go to that gym that one time me, it felt I felt better because I was like, Oh I don't know, it like this is weird. Like it's not because you were there, but it like, it like demystifies the situation. Yeah, totally. It makes it feel like I'm not in a place that I shouldn't be. It makes it feel like I'm in a place with a friend. That That's like sense. yeah, like any situation where you feel like the outsider is nice to have somebody there who maybe is more not even accepted in those spaces, but is more like you feel like they fit into those spaces more. It always is more comfortable. Yeah, and it could be anything as far as like it could be like that for me or like for me, like I hate when like I'm with a group of friends, like girls and stuff, and they all go to the bathroom and then I am left alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate that shit. That and I'm feeling, like, well now yeah. it feels like I'm vulnerable to That's this the area. Exact feeling. Yeah. And, and so and I was like, well now I feel vulnerable to this place that I because normally it's a place that like they all wanted to go that I don't feel comfortable to begin with. Or whatever, which I've gotten over that as I've gotten older a little bit, but still, like, it creeps in because it's like, it's, a, it's just scary, it's weird. But, um, but it's something different to everyone. Like, like, for someone else, like, even if it's like a female a friend or a black friend or any, anybody, not just gay people, but in general, like, learning what they need to feel comfortable is the best way to be an ally. Because it could be, you know, your one girlfriend may not need you to walk her to the car. She may not want that. That might not make her feel comfortable. It might yeah. make her feel more comfortable. You need to figure these things out out like you can tell when someone needs something or ask a lot of times people don't want to tell you because it is weird to be like hey like i know that i'm a um an adult man but i do feel weird walking down this road like because people kill gay people did you know so it's like but you don't want to say that because then you sound so dramatic people are like no one's gonna fucking hurt you and it's right. like okay but that's not the point like yeah it's also i don't like the it, it's the same thing as the black square shit on instagram that weirded me out it's like you because by by you saying shit like oh I like I'm an out like that's great and the intention of that can be very good, but the flip side of that is like I all like no because listen to the fucking people that you're talking about because you might be I 
like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, cause I might be doing some fucked up shit that I don't know about that I want people to feel open about telling me about. Like, I'm not gonna oh, tell yeah. you, oh, I, no, I'm a, fr I'm a friend of this community, this community, it's like, no, they'll tell me. And but if I'm doing something fucked up, they'll tell me. It's all like, that's I don't defense. give a shit. It's yeah. just that like people don't want to be the offensive They don't want to be so accountable. They, they go yeah. like, and like, that, that's one thing, but it's like also like having the wherewithal to know like, okay, like if I hear my friend misgendering my other friend and maybe they don't know, like I'll have the conversation with that person for that other person. Right. You know I mean, like it's way easier to do that. But this is where it gets fucking tied to ego in a way that I think is really harmful to the whole whatever process as a whole is there's a difference between that and like I hear my friend w like what you said misgendering somebody mm -hmm. and then uh so I take them to the side I'm like oh by the way they don't go by that there's a big difference between that and then if you tie it up in your ego if you tie up whatever quotidian allyship into your ego you know you're not gonna do that quietly you know why because you don't get any you don't get any brownie points for that. Yeah, yeah, you you're gonna, gonna yell. Yeah, you're gonna go, um, excuse me, they go by she, her. And it's like, okay, what the what that did was it made them uncomfortable, it made this person uncomfortable, it made the whole situation uncomfortable you. because you fucking did it for you. You didn't do it for whatever kind of like bullshit thing you're saying you're doing it for. Yeah, which if you did it correctly, it wouldn't be bullshit. Yeah, but exactly. you made it bullshit. You but made, you it, made bullshit. it Because that's because like people in general, like, they all want like these like points for being a good person. It's like you will get them if you're doing the good oh, thing. Like you're like I give yeah. them. You don't know this, but I can do you all the time. I'm I'm just giving them to you all the time. You just don't know. In my head, I'm like that's a good person point. I because that. like it's one of those things where it's like, it's just like you have to know. Like I don't know. Like for me, it's just like you have to be aware. Because not everyone can know everything about everybody. Like, you might know something more about yeah. me or I might know something more about you than somebody that we introduce each other to. So it would be weird for me to then expect you to now go through all the things I've learned about you with this person and make them figure it the fuck out. Right. Like, it's, it would be weird. Like, if I, like with me, like, 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 I think a lot of times, like, I'm more open about being like, I don't like that or don't do that to me. But, like, in general, right. I think people, because of the way that I present sometimes, people just assume that they can be like, they can be like, bro, and this, and that. I don't like it. I, it makes me, I'm like, you're making me feel weird. Um, because it's not something I have. And, and so, like, I know, like, 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 my friend Matt and Sam and them will be like, just before, like, they kind of go out of their way to, I think, treat me, I don't know, the way that I want to be treated in front of people. So they kind of understand, like, this is the way that Benton prefers to be treated. Like, I don't right. want you to hit me or touch. I I don't want to rough house with you. Right. And, like, and I think that that's, like, really odd for people at first. Because that is how most men, like, communicate. Like, they're not being rude. They're just, like, they want to do, like, all these. Oh, my God. They want to do, like, all these, like, hand claps and this and that. And we have to, like, hey, I'm, like, just kind of have a hug. Like, I just need a hug. Like, right, I, right, right. I don't need all these, like, secret handshakes you've developed over the years. I was not, I was crying, okay? Yeah. I was summer crying. And, and this is another thing that, uh, that when I say, like, the tying in of ego to these sort of things that should be, whatever, progressive ideas. If you tie your ego to it, this is where it fucks up, is, like, in the real world, if, if I'm, like, okay, uh, like I'm talking to a queer person and I do something like that, like maybe I roughhouse with them or whatever. It's just a person telling me to not do something, which is, I should not take to heart. I should just be like, oh, that's just that person putting up after. But if I'm in this like headspace of, oh, this is a, th like, this is a fragile queer person that I need to, and they, then they say that stuff to me, 
you're gonna make the situation weird because you're seeing this person as a representation of a group rather than just a fucking person yeah, yeah, what you're telling you to really do smart. some shit. Because I don't want to say, because sometimes I get worried when I talk, first of all, this is boring for you, I'm really sorry, I know it's like, no, this is great. It's very weird. But I'm um, fun. in general, like, I, what you said is really, because the thing is, I don't, it's weird to talk about these things because then you get, because now it sounds like I'm saying all gay people are so delicate and they're feminine and need to be nice to them, which is not the truth. Some of them will roughhouse you. Some will punch you in the head. They'll fight right with you. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's how they're, you need, it's just like, it's like when you meet anybody else. Like, stop making people into monoliths. But you, like, stop being like, all gay people want to be, we want, want, want to be treated like delicate women and they right. love straight men. Like, that's not true. No, it, it's the, per the perfect example of this is like, I think a lot of white people, I mean, white men specifically that I know, uh, like they derive a lot of pride of black people liking them. Like that's such mm -hmm. a big thing. Like like what you said, I have black friends. Like, and it's like honestly, that that's fine if you're like if you're cool and you're doing. Yeah, like, but they're not collectible. But that's this is the issue. Is everybody has the experience of like their white friend being in a, in a circle where, where there's like now black people there, and then you're like. You don't talk like this. What are you doing? Like you're putting mm -hmm. everyone is uncomfortable because you're doing weird shit now because you've tied part of your identity into a group liking you and then applying that to individuals. And it's like, no, treat individuals like fucking individuals. Yeah, that's what's so weird to me is that like I would never walk up to like your friend Killian and be like, Oh, Killian, you're also a straight man. Here's a yeah. hammer. Yeah. Like, if, you know, <laughs> but, but people, if you're, the if funny you're gay, thing is, people you, will just come and be like, oh my god, you said hot fucking guy, and he's so hot. And yeah. You're like, what? The funny thing is, you totally could do that to Killian, and he would he would be happy with it, but for the most sure, part, Sure, sure, yeah. sure, but I'm saying, like, you're two different people. And, and I say this because, like, I have done this before. This has been something that I have gone... I'm not saying this is this, like, all high and mighty, like, I always treat everyone like... It's like, no, I've very often, like... Uh, made a gay person mad and then got like really scared because I'm like, am I like not good to gay people? And like I've made a black person mad and been like, am I like a goofy, stupid white guy who makes? And it's like, well, you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to make mistakes, and at the end of the day, it's like that's kind of the worst thing you can do because at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're you're tying up your fucking identity and ego into a this like group of people liking you and you know who you took out of the equation the fucking person in front of you and it's like that's yeah. the shit that that makes me upset is well, I also get sometimes mm. I get I get weirded out too because I feel like when I say like when I say like I don't want to help you pick out your clothes and do your makeup. That doesn't mean that I hate those things. Right. It just means like when you come up to me, that's not a that's not a conversation starter. It feels weird. Like right. because then I feel like sometimes like I had said that before. Like I have a joke about that kind of, and then afterwards people will be like, I was gonna ask you like what you thought about this eyeshadow, but I don't make you mad. It's like I'm not gonna be mad at you because you're talking to me. I am interested in those things. Totally. But for you to think that I'm like. I'm beyond being a human and I am like a prop to now like betterment you. It's really weird to me. It's weird for you to be like, I just met you do my hair. Like that's weird. Right. Because you, I would never walk up to, I, I would just go outside and be like, Dan, uh, my car's not running. <laughs> yeah. Fix my car, Dan. Like it's like, I, because you might not know anything about cars. You know what right. I mean? Like there's, and it's like. And I don't. And we tend to do this thing, especially with like, especially with gay people and black people, I think, and Asian people and Hispanic people, racist. Things that are really easy to like make one thing. We go, well, you all like this thing. You right. all like, and it's like, that is not the truth. And it's like, I know you think you're being an ally because you like watch RuPaul's Drag Race and now you think we're all like, yes. And it's like, right. sure, one of us may be, and that's the, that's great. And I hope, and I hope you meet that friend. But if you walk up to every person and start doing that shit, like the amount of times people come to me and they're just like, they immediately want to start talking about like, 
blowjobs or anal or gay. And I, I'm like, what are we doing? For you, well, all that tells me is you know nothing about me. Right. All it means is that you're not, you have no idea who I am as a person because, like, that's not how I interact with the world. Yeah, they, they're looking at you and they're just seeing a pauper consuming factory. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like you are, you, I don't understand what you like. What it feels to me like you want, you want a, a, a uh, a fucking GBF. You want a well, gay best friend? It's the inter it, it, it's it's interesting because it's like identity is obviously very important, but then there can be an over uh, an overemphasis on identity when dealing one on one with a person. When really, what you should be dealing it, it, like I guess it is identity in a way, but like a much more uh, specific form of it rather yeah. than this broad thing that you're talking like. That that's the issue is like you're taking this very broad concept of a group of people and narrowing it down to this one person. Yeah. It's like like I said, I fucking do that all the time. That that's why I, I I'm also not like oh I'm a, I'm a fucking yeah. It's because yeah I I like fuck up all the time. I'm not like well like when I came out uh, or came out when I said I was non-binary, which to me makes the most sense right now because it's just like I don't feel like one thing or another, and I I do like kind of being very fluid in that. So that's yeah. the word that worked for me. The amount of people that I would have being like, well, you're so tall, though, you can't be. Or you're so this, or you're so that, or you have a beard. Like, you must I, be this If tall. I have a beard at any point, if I have any kind of facial hair, the I am, you could not, it is, it is big guy, big man. And I was like, which is, you don't know me, so in, the, in, right. but like my friends that know me are like, they would never be like, I'm going to treat you differently in that sense. And so it is, I don't go out in the world and expect everyone to treat me the way that my friends do because they're not my friends. So, like, right. that would be a psychotic thing for me to be like, uh, the person that saw me called me, sir. Well, that's what I look like. So, to right. so, you know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. If I if I did not look like that to him, like, if I was very aware that I know I put effort in not looking like that, then you're being an asshole. That's right. different. But in general, it's like, I do know, because I have a lot of, uh, not a lot, I shouldn't say a lot, but I have had female friends, like, get, like, mad at their boyfriends and stuff for, like, treating me like a woman quote-unquote right because they were like that's offensive and i was like well let me be let's be fair here i know the energy that i'm putting off like i know the how i'm presenting to the world may not look that way but like i do have that energy is very yeah. much like so like it would be weird for me to be like mad at someone for doing that right so like that's you know in, what i mean like you in have a to way keep... it's almost like seeing uh seeing it as conflict rather than abuse yeah uh-huh. When you really think about You're it. You're about to be abused if you keep, <laughs> if you keep this conflict up. Okay, so now that I've ruined your life with gay talk, what do you want to talk about? Um, this has been... No, I, that was my fucking Oh, topic. that's right! <laughs> oh my god, I hijacked your topic. You hijacked The gay agenda. You ha this, this is, is just gay. like this is, fucking gay. And pretty soon, Benton's going to be going to schools and being like, oh, you want to teach math? Uh-uh. I'm going to am... teach fashion baby yeah i am horrible you know i am so sorry that i did this to you especially when you have more value than me this is why i'm moving to florida and becoming a second grade teacher i'm gonna i'm staying away from all this you know i told my therapist that one time i was like i was, <laughs> I was like i feel like straight people i feel like sometimes in my, in my head they have more value than me and she she literally said to me she went that's really messed up that's fucked up and i was yeah. like i know bitch right. that's what i'm paying you for right. like I was like, thanks, this is really helpful information. Like, what the fuck? It's like if, if you showed a doctor, like, a cut, and the doctor was like, Ooh. damn, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah, it's so <laughs> wild. 
So if you've done anything crazy or wild or different, I want to just do ketchup for my part. I want to do ketchup. I'm very into catching up right now because one thing about me is sometimes I go away, I'm depressed, and then I come back with a vengeance. Oh yeah, no, you have to come back. You want to do an episode tomorrow too, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. I like yeah, that. I know um, things when I know things. I recently went to the dermatologist and had my genitals lasered. Okay. Yeah, and that was different because while I was doing it, there was a dog in the other room barking. And I was like, are we getting the same surgery? Or like, yeah, was the dog also getting lasered? I don't know. But oh. I was like, I felt like it was like, I was like, first of all, I was being very brave. I was like, I'm going to be so brave. I'm going to go in here and show my genitals to this person, which is unlike me. Mm -hmm. And he is a doctor. But he I'm going like, to use the word genitals. Yeah, yeah, he was moving way too quickly. And I was like, you have to slow down. I have a lot of questions. Right, right, right. I'm very big about going to doctor's offices. And when they start to go too fast, I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and so anyways, they did, I had this procedure. I just want to tell you. I had this procedure where... You can get these little, like, um, people get them, they're called, like, a kinagoria. They're, like, little blood blisters. And people, yes. People get them, like, on their, like, around their genitals, like, their legs or their underarms and stuff. Right. And I had two of them, and that does not work for me. Sure. I have two on my scrotum. Right. Which I do still own, in case you're wondering in my comments. People ask me a lot where my genitals are when I wear leggings. So, right. just so you know. They're there. They're there. And I had them, and most, and the doctors, he just kept saying, like, that's not a big deal. Like, they're not anything. And I was like, you don't understand, you sir. You don't get it. I have a fifth, I scrub my skin. I do so much. I, I wish, here's the thing. I wish I was there just so I could take the doctor to the side and be like, hey, buddy, just, just one second. Yeah, you're, you're going to want to treat this as a special case. Okay, all right, get back in. There. I mean, truly, the same was trying to convince me. I was like, I understand that they're not harming you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the aesthetic doesn't go with my fantasy. Right. You're like, do you see what I did to my eyebrows? I want, yeah. I want we to have like, a different kind of standard. Like, Come over here, doctor. Do you see all these scrubs, lotions, and potions? <laughs> Come into my apartment. I want to need you to doctor. fix this up. And so he lays them, and they're gone. And I just feel... I came out of that doctor's office, and I was like, I'm different. Look at my scrotum. I'm literally, like... I was like, I was like, I'm just incredible right and it was that was a really brave moment for me that i'm just going to share my brave moment that's really lovely did you have any brave moments i had no moments of bravery in any way shape or form also i posted it on my stories which you don't know about i posted mm. it on my stories that what i just told you right. with the doctors the amount of comments that i got asking if i had the surgery oh yeah i said yeah i decided to look just like this and then get a puss that would be cool it would be cool that would be, you can do whatever you want that but would i'm be just cool. saying like how did we jump from there to here right I was like, I go to the doctor, and now all of a sudden I have breast. You should keep it ambiguous. You, you shouldn't. You shouldn't even let them know. You should. You should keep that hanging in the dark, though. No, because I told people because I was like, I am a big advocate on telling people things that I think other people may be embarrassed of because mm -hmm. I don't like it because I know all the things that I care about being embarrassed of, and that was one of them. Even though no one saw it, but I was like, sure. the idea if someone saw this and thought that I had like, I don't know, some kind of genital just configuration sure um <laughs> i would be like that'd be really embarrassing right right so i was like somebody else is probably really embarrassed of this too and doesn't even know what it is i'm about to tell the world that's great and then i did that with sometimes i did that too much i do that with things sure. and then people really get like like when I, I i've been really open about like i had life on my neck or my eye or whatever and then for the rest of not for a while, but for months at a time people would be like anything i post they'd be like your new neck i was like it's not new it's just like i just had some things removed from it. it's still my fucking neck like and it's like, you run this risk of when you're too honest with like, you're really good about not doing this, but I'm, I'm like, let me tell you all my secrets. Right. I'll be on the internet and I'll be like, guys, today, I, and, I, and I, when I had my eyelid cut out, why you did the other one? Why you did the other one? I was like, well, only one was drooping into my vision. Right. So I'm not just like willy nilly yanking my face around. 
But then people are like you should people just be like you should have done both. Yeah, you. Open I'm up, like fuck. You open up the gate to just becoming a Sims character for these people because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I can like I can sort of customize, and they're like, no, I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. It, I mean, the closest I fucking came to that is shaving my mustache. Oh, and, I know. Yeah, that's the closest. Well, I, I, I hit you immediately. Yeah, 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 I'm that person too. But I'm like, what the fuck is this person doing? But okay, hey, listen. <gasps> when I went blonde, yeah. which here's a fun fact about me, I fucking love. Being blonde, yeah, I cool. love blondes. Yeah, I when I was little, I used to run around in circles and scream just for no reason. Mm -hmm. And I would only stop my mom's head when Dolly Parton came on TV, and I would just walk down. And I like I and then I but I just love blonde people, sure. which is I know it sounds bad with history, but um, and I don't mean that way. But right. like in general, I I have something funny to say on that <laughs> note, but we'll we'll save that. I literally am obsessed with the idea of being blonde. And the, when I went blonde, um, I had so many DMs from men being like, "Men shouldn't be blonde," and I was like, Very and I was like, "I know." You and they're you know what? They're not completely. I'm like, you really shouldn't be blonde. Um, there is a MMA fighter whose name is uh, Paige Van Zant, who is blonde, I believe, has blue eyes, and. Uh, was in a fight where they had to, like, their face was very, like, like two black eyes, all that shit. And then they, like, their face healed pretty quickly. Like, they showed, uh, this is today and this is four days later, and their face was almost completely healed. And they were like, haha, perfect genetics. And everybody online was like, no, 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 no. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm nice. a bottle of wine. She very much did not mean it that way, but it was just very funny. Totally. Yeah. Then, I think that I like the, um... You probably don't care about this at all, but I like the ritual of it. There's like a lot that goes into being a bottle blonde. Like yeah, no, I, I did it once. It's so much fucking money yeah. to get my roots done, and then I have to do like certain shampoos, and you have to clarify, and you can't really. Yeah. And I don't know. There's something about that much work going into it that I feel like special. I'm like I put so much energy into this. No, yeah. anyways, that's not important. But oh, I also text you. This is another thing of me coming yeah. out of my comatose. I, I texted you the other day, and I was very vulnerable. Yeah. And I told you that my 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 body goals. And I was really proud of it. Mm. I wrote them in a, in, a, in a disappearing message. Do you yes. want to tell people what I said? It was in a disappearing message. I can't remember. I only saw it for a split second. This friendship was really difficult. Sure. I told you that I... Sure. Don't get sure to me. Sure. I said, I said, I want... My fitness goal is, to, is I want my body to be a weapon. Yes. And do you know why I why said that? that to you? I was watching Love Island uh, Australia, which mm. is something I do sometimes. And this girl said... She just broke up with her boyfriend there. And she said, May... I'm going to be so hot that my body's a weapon. I and I said, hot. I've never heard you in my life say, I'm going to be so hot, I'm going to like a total weapon. And it reminded me of you going, that's powerful. And I was like, this yeah. girl's, so all, every episode she's like, I'm going to be a weapon. She, yeah. she uses the word weapon like the way you use powerful. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I'd love this shit. And so I, I sent it to you because I thought you would like me saying the word weapon. I really And um, really you didn't seem that impressed. So honestly, I felt. I like the idea of you becoming well, because we. I mean, you're not too far off. You're you, you are. But she meant hot, and I thought it was such a funny way to describe yeah, being hot. A weapon. She was like, "I'm gonna look like an absolute weapon. I'm gonna look like a fucking stingray missile." She also goes, "Me." They got huge heat. This is nobody cares, but I. Love, I fucking I care. love Australian accents, yeah. and I like. I literally they'll get in fights, and she's like, "You." May I would never do what you did, but you, you did it, and that's what makes us different. Is that you, did it, and I would never, me, never. That's and a I'm really like, good accent. Oh, I, I do it to the point. I do it to client customers where I work sometimes. Like they'll come in to get makeup with, and I'll be like, "All right, bye." <laughs> like, and they're like, they just believe. I just go along with it. I mean, it's just outlandish. It goes into ink British, and I'll be Australian. Oh, again. of course, yeah, it always. It's does. very hard to know Australian accent. No. No. That's the only no. thing I know how to do. Did, I you, did you watch H2O, Just Said Water? No. I feel like you definitely did. What's that? <laughs> you didn't watch it. It was a show. It was an Australian, like, 
CBS show that came on about these girls that were mermaids and every fucking time they got wet they turned into a mermaid and the entire series for seasons yeah. is just every episode they're like oh no Cleo condensation oh, no, or like one they're putting lotion on they're like oh my god Emma <laughs> this is full of water and they'll just turn into a fish I'm like bitch don't you know you're a mermaid what are you doing I'll say this about uh the Australian people that follow me. I've I've gotten messages. I mean, I have I, like a good number of Australians. Me too. Followers, I have Australian followers too. Which is great. Every message I get from them is so positive. Uh, yeah. And every men, women, all of them are just the hottest people I've ever seen. I oh, get I know Australian I messages, thing. and it's the hottest people I've ever seen. I know. I think so. Too. But I, you know, I posted that one time. I was like, Australian people are really hot, and also, I also ask, you know. Um, someone told me they were like, yeah, but they're really mean. And I was like, that's I a wild that. fucking thing to say about Australian people. Because they're so nice. You were like, nar. Yeah, I was like, nar. Nar. I was like, nar Um You've gone west. That's what they said. You've gone crazy. You've gone west. Um, is there anything you want to plug? No. You want to plug anything? A Glade plug, yeah. Hey, Dancers Podcast. If you don't, yeah, get you're really on. Hear, I've been going for it. I've been going for it on Dancers Podcast. You love doing I'm it. I'm live streaming. We'll get sometimes 20 people in the live stream. Hell yeah! It's a little family. Dance it the Dancers Podcast. I watch a lot of your live streams. I appreciate. I'm that. there. That's very nice. Quietly, I hang out. Silently. No, I talk to the people in the chat. You just never see it. That's I talk. Nice. I'm, we're having full conversations. I like that. I tell um, secrets. Wednesdays and Sundays, I'm going to try to start doing it. So if you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That, and also subscribe to this podcast. Oh yeah, they're definitely they are. They're out and about. Subscribe and subscribe right now. If you're Let fucking us... listen to me, I know where you are right now. You're in your car. You're stuck in traffic. You have a one of those like uh, like a Britney Spears CD hanging from your rearview window. What else is going on in the basket of what cats? What are you talking about? They're just the average basket of cats listener. Oh, what well, depends on where they're coming from. Are they coming from me or are they coming from you? Let's let's say a beautiful mix. Oh my god, yeah. then I think that they're probably. Um, they're probably people who, like, have, like, a really great social life. They yeah, have a lot of strong, friends. Strong social, they obviously strong take friends. these conversations right into conversation when they get to a right. party. They're like, I was listening to Dan and Benton, and they had the most... You know, we do get a lot of messages. I'm always so shocked because, like, I feel like I come on here and I just, like, ramble about, like... No. I mean, not like I'm not saying things that I think are important, but I mean, like, I do just, like, go with the flow of whatever my brain totally. is doing, and I feel like you do a little bit, too. And people... We get the nicest messages and, like, uh... Reviews where people are like, this podcast is really funny, but also like really thoughtful. Like they think out what they're saying. Yeah, that's insane. Well, I just think that it's nice that like, because sometimes I'm like, does that make any sense when I say that? People are like, I really connect with I this. feel the same. And way. I'm like, that's so cool. I love that. Every, I love when people are like, it feels like we're saying something smart but funny. Every podcast that we, I have two thoughts. I go, nothing I said was funny. And I go, I'm, I'm definitely going to, like, I'm, people are going to be so mad at what I said. Yeah, I do that too. And then I also leave every time going, I wonder if Dan still likes me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then I go, he loves me. I'll let you know. I'll um, let you know when I don't. Don't. I'll let you know. I would like, I would like a formal, I want a formal letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A I'll, cease and desist. Uh, I'll, I'll do it in fucking longhand. Do you have anything else to, well, I don't know no, how to just read that. that. Just that, and then I'm going to start plugging stand-up dates when I get them very briefly. Oh my a, god. If that's okay with you. Not, no, not right now, but when I get it. You can do whatever you want. No, no, do it. Yeah, plug it now. Do it in the future. I don't have the date. Just tell people eventually you will be doing... I will eventually, Dan will be in one of your cities. I'll, we'll see. And if, if I ever start doing stand-up, I'll let you know. If you live in Athens, Georgia, it'll take maybe a year or two, but I will get there. I wish we could do... I wish we could go on a tour for this podcast. Hey, 
it, we're on, we're on track. Yeah, I know. We're on track. We're almost at a thousand subscribers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, folks. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. We love you. We do. Our podcasts are getting longer. Do the thing you do at the end. Oh, we're not done yet. Oh, are you done? I'm done. Oh my god, guys, Dan's not as. I'm thrilled. shutting down. No, it's good. We're gonna go. Um, okay, thank you guys so much. Bye.